Did you know that on average a child is exposed to more than 40,000 advertisements per year? That's a lot of chances to make a new customer. Welcome to The Learning Lab. I'm your host, Nick Warren, broadcasting from Maple Ridge, British Columbia. This is the final part of a three-part series on entrepreneurship on The Learning Lab. Information for this episode is in part from Alex Cahan's book titled Entrepreneurship, Create Your Own Business. This is The Learning Lab. Communication is very important while being an entrepreneur, but so is nonverbal communication. What is nonverbal communication, you might ask? It's behavior that sends messages without spoken words. So you're not saying anything, but what you're doing with your hands, your face, your body, that's sending a message about how you're feeling. And that's nonverbal communication. So words matter in a conversation or presentation, and so does what you do with your body and your hands. And you may not even be aware that you're sending information beyond what you're saying. The person you're talking to may not even know they're reacting to something other than your words. But how you hold yourself, what you do with your hands and your facial expressions all convey meaning and are saying a lot. So try to keep your facial expression open and interested. If you scowl, frown, or wrinkle while a customer is at your table or at your, at your store, you may be saying that you're not happy or you're nervous, but if you smile, meet the other person's eyes and nod when it's appropriate, other people know that you believe in what you're selling, believe in what you're talking about, and they're excited for the opportunity to share it. One way that entrepreneurs get money to start their business or start making their product is by attracting investors. One way is taking on a loan or from a bank or taking money that they've saved up. But other ways attract investors. And like entrepreneurs, investors feel willing to take risks. They give money to new companies in the hope that these companies will become very successful. And when they do, they earn a lot of money in return. But it is a risk for them. So you may have heard stories about small businesses being bought by larger businesses. When this happens, the investors who first gave the money to the entrepreneur get their money back, plus they get a lot more depending on how much the business is sold for. So as a part of the owner, the investor does take part of the profit. And every day, thousands of new businesses spring up all over the world. But for investors, this means a lot of opportunities, but they have to take some financial risk. And sometimes it pays off in large amounts. And now time for a one and only commercial break. Why was the business sad? Because it was alone. Why was the hot air balloon business not doing well? Because it did not take off. Why was the worker fired from the juice factory? Because he could not concentrate. Why do some people call money dough? Because everyone needs it. Why should we think twice before investing in businesses in Egypt? Because because they have pyramid schemes. What do you call someone who gives loans to marine businesses? A loan shark.
Why did the donut maker quit his job? Because he disliked the whole business. The business which invented shovels sure had a groundbreaking experience. $27 may not seem like a lot of money in North America. Well, maybe to my kids it does, but to most people, $27 doesn't seem like a lot. And it's not when you're trying to start a business. But for a group of people living in India, $27 made a huge difference. Muhammad Yunus, a social entrepreneur and banker, loaned that exact amount of money to a group of 42 women living in poverty in the Indian village of Jobra. The woman wanted to start a business making bamboo furniture. They used a loan of $27 to establish a successful business and paid back the money plus interest. Eunice called this kind of lending microcredit because the amounts of money were very small. In 1983, he established the Grameen Bank, which means village bank, to lend small amounts of money to groups of people. Group members help each other start businesses and pay off their loans. The Grameen Bank still does this important work, and Eunice even won a Nobel Peace Prize for his efforts. And that's one of the highest honors in the world. How much are you going to sell your product for? What's your price point? You may be tempted to just name a random price, but you have to do some research, some market research, some industry analysis, like we've talked about already. Consider how much money people would be willing to pay for your product. With your trash can alarm clock, for example, you've done some research about what other companies are selling it for, what people are willing to buy for, buy it for. So you have some guidelines for your pricing of your product. If you know that alarm clocks that cost more than, let's say, $20 do not sell well at the stores you visited and online, when you look on Amazon and the best sellers, you might not want to charge $22 for an alarm clock. But if you make a really great alarm clock that has more features, then maybe people would be willing to pay more. That's one of the many decisions you'll have to make as an entrepreneur. If you find that your expenses and your time cost more than what you expect, that people pay for your product, you'll have to do some rethinking about what you're charging, what you're making, and how you're making it. You can think about, can you save any money on your expenses? Can you buy some of your materials in bulk, which will be cheaper? Sometimes you can find it at a cheaper price coming from a different country, for example, if you're ordering it online. But you have to look at the reviews, the quality of the materials again, to make sure they're still up to the standards that you need to make your product. And can you save any time on making it? Perhaps you can make your alarm clock, so that's what you're making, on an assembly line rather than one by one. And that can make the process go faster, which will save you some time. So let's say you've made your product, we've gone through all the steps we've talked about, you sell some of your product, and you make some profit. Would you give away some of your hard-earned money? Well, this sounds like a strange way to practice some good financial habits. You made all this money, why would you just give it away? Well, you learn that earlier some people invest and other things. There's investors that come and invest in businesses. What about you as an entrepreneur, entrepreneur investing in charitable organizations? These can be corporations or in individuals. 
and you can donate money to different charities depending on what their passions are. And you can find something you're passionate about as well to make the world a better place. Are you crazy about animals? Do you love all types of animals? Check out the SBCA or your local humane society. Do you feel terrible that some people have no homes and have to sleep in, in parks, especially in the wintertime that you see them outside and they're freezing cold? There could be a homeless shelter that you want to donate to. How about children um, getting sick? There you donate to the ch- local children's hospital. There's lots of nonprofit organizations, lots of charities that support things that you care about. And nonprofits are able to help others because the people that are entrepreneurs and people that have money and are willing to donate it, who share that same passion and help them raise money for their passion too. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation actually is one of the largest private foundations in the world. You've heard of Bill Gates, the founder of Microsoft, one of the richest people in the world. He's promised to give away half of his enormous wealth over the course of time. And he believes that part of the responsibility of having a lot of money is sharing with those who need it. And they have chosen to focus on extreme poverty, healthcare, education, and access to technology as their passions. Melinda Gates says the premise of this foundation is that one life on this planet is no more valuable than the next. So this wraps the final part of the three-part series in entrepreneurship. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you again soon on The Learning Lab.